While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Show. I'm Chris McCarthy. We have Marcus Farrow here as well. As always, Marcus is here holding down the fort. And uh, we have as a very special guest tonight. We'll be joined by uh, former sheriff of Bristol County, Tom Hodgson, who's um, quite a regular now here on the microphone. He is, yeah. As a host. Um, WBSM... Uh on-air personality. He is a WBSM on-air personality, Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Regular or irregular, I'm not <laughs> sure which, but... Which. <laughs> well, if you're here, you're regularly irregular. That's the uh, that's the distinction, if you want to get a, be a here. Well, it's so, an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you, thank Sheriff. You. Both of you. Thank you. Of course. Um, so, Tom, we have... Um, take us back in time. Well, we gotta we gotta give some context. Yeah, right? we, that, that that that's my point. We just have gotten some videos. We have them; they're up at YouTube. Um, the way to find them, folks, and I encourage you to go to YouTube. Type in WBSM, WBSM, Bristol County House of Correction riot. Um, that's how we have them up there. Yeah, it's on the WBSM channel. If you if you just Google W, if you put WBSM on, on YouTube, you click on the the channels right there. You click on it. All it, the it's it'll all come there. right up. Okay, it's all, it's all there. And, and Tim Tim Weisberg's working on a story now that'll soon be on WBSM.com. We can let you know when that's up as well. Um, but it's the it's the videos the the handheld video footage of the May first, twenty twenty incident um, that was the subject of much controversy. And um, it's only the handheld cameras uh, by employees of the sheriff's office. Apparently, the security, fo- the, the surveillance footage would reveal the location of security cameras, so it can't be released. Um, that's what we've heard. But we have former Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson, because at the time he was the sheriff and um, was accused by then Attorney General Maura Healy, who's now the governor, um, of violating the inmates' uh, rights. So. Uh, I was at the ICE Detention Center, and you, and, uh, you know, and Sheriff, you lost your contract with ICE uh, as a result of this uh, incident and the subsequent investigation and reporting. So you've been battling with both Homeland Security uh, and the governor at the time when she was attorney general to release this stuff or, or to come up with their reports. It's amazing to me. Now the videos have been released, but their reports have never been, or, or at least the Homeland Security report, has ever been released? Yeah, you know th- this is the ironic, uh, this is the ir- irony of all of this. Uh, we, you know, for three years now, we've been we've been asking prior to my, you know, the new sheriff coming in, we've been asking for for Homeland Security release the report. You said it here on these airways. We knew so- we knew that that report was going to show that not only did our people do everything right, but it was a model for the nation, for people in, in, in corrections and law enforcement about how to deal with a, with a disturbance like we had to do. And 
we kept asking. And, of course, you know, things changed. You know, the new president came in. Mayorkas refused, refused to release those reports. To this day, right. they've refused to, to release them. We were told after about six months by the... And I asked the feds to come in and do the investigation. Soup to nuts, independent. They came in. They did their investigation. They're telling my investigators, listen, there's nothing here. You guys, everything's on tape. Right. It's exactly how it should have been done. And this is the most important thing that everybody out there needs to understand. When that disturbance happened, within 90 seconds of the time my team went in, within 90 seconds, every one of those 24 detainees was in flex cuffs. Right. And they were let out of the building. The last one was out of that building within five minutes in the yard area, the enclosed yard area, kneeling against the wall as standard procedure would require. And not one detainee, not one officer was hurt on that extraction. Right. It doesn't get any better than that in 90 seconds. I well, believe Sheriff Haru said that. Well, so, what, yeah, what he said last night was, because I I'd said, because I rem- remember you saying that um throughout the, the course of the campaign and all sure. of that. And so I I said, he said, you know, in 90 seconds, people are in flex class and they're out, they're out the door. And he said, yep. that's mostly true, but there were a couple of incidents. Um, I mean, to the to the point of no one being hurt there, I, there was in that footage a detainee on the ground wheezing pretty heavily. I mean, he had he needed medical assistance and all of that. So he was wheezing pretty heavily. So it seemed clear that he was hurt by that. There was another guy who said, um, you know, he says he can't get on his knees because his, he has bad knees. Mm-hmm. And they picked him up. They put his face against the chain link fence. And then another guy, it seemed, appeared, uh, held a um, held one of the unmuzzled dogs, you know, close to the chain link fence with the guy's fa- uh, face press- pressed against it. Sure. And they brought him to the ground. Sure. The, the 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 sheriff uh, sheriff Rowe said that um, there could have been a better way to handle that situation. So those were the well, two that came to mind. Well, let me let me let me address that. Number one, and with all due respect to the current sheriff, and and look, I respect him for wanting to look at things and do things better, and I have no issues around that. I, it's his it's his baby now, and he's got to manage the operation the way he thinks is best suited. And I think he has the right intentions in mind. The problem is, he doesn't have he hasn't. That doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the understanding of how to deal. I've, I've been in these crises before. I dealt with these people, you know, three weeks prior. They actually gave me the same people that did this disturbance. He was talking about de-escalating. I went up there when my move team was going to go in after they had assaulted an inmate in their de- in that detention wing. My detention, my uh, when they were they they were going to resist the officers coming in to get a guy out who had assaulted another detainee. <clears throat> and they said, we're going to have to put have the move team come in. I said, I'm coming up there. Don't move in before I get there. I went up. I said, I'm going in first. You guys can stay behind me, but I want to talk to them. And I did. And you know what? I de-escalated it. And I came up that afternoon. And when I came up that afternoon, after they went back to normal operations, when I de-escalated the situation... I came up that afternoon, and when I was finished talking to them, they literally, as I was walking out, gave me a standing ovation. This is the same group that assaulted me when I went in the second time when they wouldn't go down for for medical treatment. But here's the point. I think, look, if you're not somebody that's trained, has the experience to understand this stuff, it, it, it really is a disservice and, frankly, irresponsible to make this assessment of 
we saw a guy against the fence, another guy who had problems with his knees. What they did, what 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 the sheriff doesn't know, is that individual that was up against the fence. Wouldn't the others weren't all up against the fence? The first question you have to ask yourself is why. Secondly, the fact that he was up against the fence, and the dog was on the other side of the right, fence. Right. Those dogs are out there for perimeter security because eventually we're going to have to bring every one of them out there. Do canine dogs bark? Yes. And do we have a problem with that? No, because it sends a message to people who have already trashed an entire unit at the taxpayer's expense. I mean, literally trashed it, broke mirrors, broke toilets, did everything, right, to to cost the taxpayers more money for no good reason other than they wanted to get out based on COVID and they couldn't, okay? And they were being prompted by people like the, the, you know, Coalition for Social Justice and all these other people who were egging them on to do these kinds of things. For them to do that and, and act out like that, <clears throat> they they made the choice. The fact that guy was up against that fence, that dog was never coming into the fence. Right. That dog was on the other side of the fence. What, what, what is the point? You could see their teeth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How are you going to get the teeth through the little chain it link? Seems, it seems and, pretty... And the other, let me ask this, let make this last point, Carlos. And, and I, I'm, I don't want to step over but 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 the other part is about about the guy kneeling down who had problems with his knees same guy yeah same guy yeah the same guy that guy first of all when my move team goes in after somebody just trashed the unit they're carrying things they don't know what they have weapons or whatever else right when they're getting ready to enter they don't have the backgrounds of what these what these individuals you know, medical issues are or whatever, they're going in because they had a major disturbance of trashing an entire unit, smashing TVs, smashing the, the officers' workstations, trashing the bathrooms, writing all over the walls. And you can see all that at WBSM on Oh, it's YouTube. all on there. Yeah. It's you all on the there. You see the videos on so, YouTube. So this is not, look, this is not something, look, I'm the only guy that got hurt in that operation. Hit from behind when I was going over to get a guy who went off, when, when, was supposed to go down to get medical treatment. Walked away from the, the, the group I was speaking to and went on the phones talking to his attorney, okay? And I get hit from behind when he yells and excites everybody over nothing, right? And that's what caused the problem to begin with. My whole point is, look, unless you were there, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm a former cop. I've dealt with these kinds of situations. I dealt with the Easter riot in, in, uh, back in 2000, I think it was. I've, I've, I've been there, done it. That's what I do. If you're not somebody that understands this, you don't understand the circumstances, you, it, it's not in your best interest, nor is it in the best interest of the people to come out and start commenting on something that you don't have knowledge about. And unfortunately, and I'm not, look, the sheriff, I think he means well. I just think, unfortunately, in, in situations like this, when he partners with the new attorney general, let me add the la- this last thing, because this is important. I've been asking for the federal government to release this report for three years. It's unheard of that a federal investigation that I asked be done not be completed, released after 90 days. But they carried it out because they knew I had an election coming up. And on top of that, now that it's, I asked Mar Healy, I said, Mar Healy, when you were Attorney General, release, why don't you release? You're telling me to release the films. I can't because I'm tied up by the federal government. They won't, the, the final investigation's not done. When the final investigation was supposed to have been done after 90, 90 days or so, 
they wouldn't they they kept saying oh we have to look at this it's going up to a higher level and on and on the biden administration was in it was all part of a plan but the long and short of this in the end is look for me i told when the attorney general said release him i said i can't why don't you release him she wouldn't now she's the governor she was all in on the whole plan this whole political travesty that they were involved in and today now you have a new attorney general who's partnering in with the sheriff to say, let's release him. What I want to know is the federal government, prior to my, my election, we sent them a letter and asked them, we want these things released for the public to see. We want them to see it. And they refused to let it. They, well, first of all, they wouldn't respond. Finally, we had to send them a certified letter. Then they responded because it was on record. And you know what they said? We we, we, we don't think we can allow you to release them. So I want to know what happened between the time you refused to allow me to release these things and you still haven't released the report. I'm demanding that Secretary Mayorkas release the report now. I'm not in office anymore. Release the report and let the people of this county see what was said. Because I know what the investigators told us. They said there's nothing here. You guys did it. It was textbook. And then it went to higher levels. They're not going to say anything because they're federal employees. They're not going to lose their jobs. But I'm, I'm calling on Secretary Mayorkas tonight. Release this report. And I've already told him this before, face to face. And he refuses to do it. You know why? It's all part of their political game. It's all about the stonewalling. And for them not to do it, what if, if, if I'm wrong, you ought to be able to put that thing all over, post it all right. over everywhere. But you know what? I've been calling on this and calling on us. And when I asked them, when I asked, my, when we, we sent the certified letter, they said, no, you can't release it. I want to know what happened between the time you refused to allow us to release it to now. What, what conversations happened between Washington, the current sheriff, and the AG that suddenly changed? And I want to know where that report is. And I want to know what it is that you based the permission for them to release those those tapes when you you refused to allow us after we sent you a certified letter. I want to know the answer to that. And I think the people of this county and this country have a right to know because you know what? It fits right in to the same things that are going on nationally on all these little investigations about this, that, and the other thing. It's all a game. It's all about politics. That was a long answer to your question. No, Sorry I about like that, Marcus. We can take we, a break, right? Yeah, we can yeah. take a break, reset, and then we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. We're here with um, former Sheriff Tom Hodge. You can give us a call, too, 508-996-0500, or message us on the app chat. Hey, we're back. we got a call on the line. Let's get to it. 508-996-0500 if you want to talk to former Sheriff Hodge. And we're reacting to the release of uh, a lot of the uh, footage from that May uh, 1st, 2020 incident at the um, ICE Detention Center at the Bristol County House of Correction. So, good evening. You're live. Yeah, good evening, uh, Marcus, Tom, and Chris. I call it. You know, this is incredible. It gives the outward appearance of a political, uh, politically motivated. It's because you're pro-Trump. And, uh, you know, all this time we're being told it's DHS, you know, they have to review it and so forth. And so uh, they waited until after the election for it to come out. Uh, so it can, uh, to me, it gives the appearance that they withheld it so... Uh, 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 the sheriff, uh, sheriff hero, can get in. Well, caller, what I would say to you is, 
it's this is not about appearance. This is about ineptness in Washington D.C. and 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 it goes right right to the heart of Secretary Mayorkas, who I've confronted about this whole issue. I caught when he shut down my entire ICE operation. We'd never ever never failed an audit in our entire time is is um, you know uh, handling the ICE operation. And we've, we've been holding detainees for 25 years, and I built that facility and opened it in 2007. For him to have shut down my 287G program, my ICE operation, which we never failed an audit, there was a, there's a plaque that's still up in Boston that came from his headquarters in Washington saying, congratulations, Bristol County, on your perfect score on your 287G audit that we've never received. I sent a letter to Mayorkas right after he... I was notified that they were going to shut us down, our entire operation. And I said to him, I'm calling on you to do three things. Number one, I want you to reinstate my program immediately. You violated our contract and without cause. And number two, I want you to apologize to my staff nationally in writing. And number three, I want you to deliver the plaque that your headquarters sent up that was supposed to be given to us a month and a half earlier about our perfect score on our 287G. And he's never responded to me. And then I saw him in Washington at the National Sheriff's Conference, and I confronted him. He said, I understand you ordered the call to be made to me, and I want to know why. He couldn't give me an answer, and I said, I want you. He said, well, we'll talk about it offline. I went over to him, said, here's my card, here's my number. And to this day, as I expected, he's never called me. He doesn't want to know the truth. Caller, thanks for the call. We got another, we've got another. we got more calls. All calls. right, Mark. So you all have a good night. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thanks, caller. 508-996-0500 if you want to talk to former Sheriff Hodgson. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, caller. Yeah. Hello. And uh, that gentleman that just called, I don't know his name. I call him The Shadow because <laughs> The Shadow Knows. <laughs> the Shadow but, um, Knows. That's an old show, yeah. Shadow Knows, right? That's right, but, but, um, my father used but to say no, that to me. He said it's politically motivated. That's the dirty dealings of the Democrats. That ain't motivated. That, they knew what they were doing. Now they're no good. I, I'm sorry, but I'm an independent. But I watch the way like they, they play. They play dirty, <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. I'm an independent, but I hate the Democrats. What about the Republicans? Well, Do you no, hate the Republicans no, no. too? I have some friends that are Democrats, and and I. I support the person, not the party. Of course you do out there in Akushna. There's plenty of good Democrats in Akushna, Norm. Well, there's a, there's a few of us out, good ones out here. I know. Some good people. There's some good Republicans out here, too. Some conservatives. Yes. But they're all well, good, but good Americans overall, right? Yeah. They're pay, most of them are patriots. They're good people. Yeah. But, um, but what they did to you, that's just plain right out dirty business. And that seems the way... They play. And if you look at how things are, you seem to, I feel that the Republicans are more straightforward and try to do the right thing. And the Democrats, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, most of them, are, they, they just play dirty, the, the politicians. Maybe on the local level, it's much better. But when you start getting to, to Washington... I oh, I know. I agree. No, Washington Republicans. They're real straight shooters. I agree. Yeah. Real, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, Mitch McConnell. I mean, it's clean as a whistle. God rest his soul. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. He might not. Yeah. Ra- he may not rise to the level of, of Adam Schiff, but but he's working on it. 
Right. Yeah, well, well, as Mark Twain said over a hundred years ago, we have the best Congress that money can buy. A fine man from that's Fair a good Haven. point, Norm. Yes. You know what, what, what? And I think the caller's point, yeah, is is a good one. Which is, look, I think we all agree, Washington's broken. Yes. I don't care. Democrats, Independents, Republicans, I don't care. But the truth is, Norm. Thanks for the call. We got some more calls on the line. You know, it, it's broken. Thanks, Norm. And and um, but this clearly, what what we're talking about right now. It is an example. It's a perfect example of everything that's wrong with with government, not only here but in Washington, where you where you you're, you're playing games, trying to make people believe certain things that aren't true. Look at the facts, right? Look at the truth, and then look. I'm the first person when I was sheriff. I said, "Listen, if we were wrong, I'm going to be the first guy to step up and go. You know what? We didn't do this well." And here's what we need to do better. Mm -hmm. And here's what we're going to do to change it. I, I'm look. There is no perfect organization. You got to, as a leader, you got to be able to stand up and go, "No, we didn't do it well." And there are plenty of things that we had issues with, with or challenges. But that's what your job is, folks. We're talking about <clears throat> the video that's available on YouTube. Go to the WBSM channel on YouTube. You can see the videos we're talking about. Sheriff, the point of the matter is, is that. The videos that are, are that we have now today are the same videos that would have been released had they been allowed before the election. I was asking right. for them to be released. I right. wanted those things released right away because I knew the public when they saw it would say, "Wait a minute, right? This is this is exactly the problem. It's not that it's not we did anything wrong. We did it exactly right by right. every standard of our operation security. And the people can finally see those videos by going to YouTube and then look at the WBSM channel. You can see all the videos. They, Please. They, they're, they're really worth your time. Yeah. And especially when you see all the stuff you bought for the inmates that they're breaking. 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. Um, and you can also uh, send us messages on the app chat. I know we had a, a caller that just dropped off. Uh, guys, you got to be patient. you got to be patient. Well, you got to figure out how to work those buttons. Uh. <laughs> I work the button just fine. I was just waiting for us to complete a thought. He's like, oh, no, I can't get through right away. i got to talk to them now. You know? So, uh, so I guess you don't get to come on at all, right? So Remember, oh, he's you, coming back at you. When you hang a phone up, all you do is go to the back of the line. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, you. It's like throwing your deli number at the butcher. You just go into the back of the line. Oh, I hope you're going to call back, caller, so just to get D, Marcus. Yeah, please call back. So DL from Dartmouth is saying uh, prisoners are in jail because they don't follow the rules in prisons. They still don't want to follow the rules. And certain people like Mr. Hero... Sticks up, it's spelling hero, uh, sticks up for them only means that they will not learn anything in prison. When they get out, they will not follow the rules again. I'm 100% on Sheriff Tom's side. What's your thoughts on that? Um, well, look, I, I mean, I, I think, I do think that, look, I think Sheriff Hero probably does want inmates to, to rehabilitate themselves and follow the rules. I do think that um, our, our philosophies and differences to how we get there are probably pretty apparent. But but look, he's the he's the new sheriff. He's he's been elected by the people. It's his decision how he wants to go forward. And and uh, look, he and I had a good transition. I tried to help in every way I could to make sure it was yeah. smooth. Very amicable. Yeah, and that's and that's how it should be. There's too much divisiveness in this country right now. But to the extent we can, you know, understand, we were given privileges. In my case, I was given a privilege for 25 years, and then to share whatever I have to help the next person that comes in to maybe build on that and, and do something better. And I think his intentions are right. I think he wants to do the right thing. I just think that, like me, there are probably times where I maybe had a different point of view that people d disagreed with and maybe 
might look back and go, hey, wait a minute, I, I could have done that a little better or whatever. And he'll find that as well in his tenure as sheriff. <clears throat> but this this one is a is a difficult one for me because looking at films and then not having the experience and deciding that this wasn't done right or analyzing it is probably one of those times that he probably could have done it a little better. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. You're live with former Sheriff Hodgson. Hello. Hey, what's up? Well, you know, last fall before the election, I heard, um, was it Chris? I think it was Chris. I heard. It could have been. Chris used the term gerrymandering. No, I never did. Not not in the context of the sheriff election. I would have used the word gerrymandering, but I didn't use it in context of the sheriff's election. I think the gerrymandering of the 10th Bristol District had a lot to do with the defeat of the sheriff. Which one's the 10th? The one that includes New Bedford, Aquishnet, Fairhaven, Mattapoisett, Marion, the, Rochester. The 10th what? The 10th Bristol District, the, the representative district? Ten, yes. we're, we're in the 10th. This is this, this is great, this is currently the ten. Bill yeah. district. That's right. Okay, so explain that, but, sir. But the things that happened in the tenth district, including the political advertising, oh, and got it now. The political spending has an awful lot to do with what happened in New Bedford. Oh, I, I think you're right about that. Yes, and and what happened in New Bedford was dictated by the. the gerrymandering of the 10th Bristol District. Um, mm. I, it needs investigation. There's no question about it. The town of Aquishnet now has two state representatives. Yes. And Fairhaven, Mattapoisett, Marion, and Rochester have one yes. combined. That is gerrymandering. And Judicial Watch has taken six states to the Supreme Court and has won every one of those states for gerrymandering. I and if the they, districts had to be. Were any of those six in? Uh, were, were any of those six in Texas or Alabama? Were any of those six in Texas or Alabama? I already know the answer to that we, question. We're, we're off topic anyway. So we have so, the most gerrymandered part of the state, really, and but oh, and they true. applauded it. I mean, the Democrats did it, and they did it because. They wanted to try to elect, by their own words, more minorities. Um, so, for instance, Chris Hendricks' district is, is extraordinarily gerrymandered. Um, I, is it is it gerrymandered because Chris and Chris and Tony Cabral the only the only two? That's reps. what they said. I mean, they they literally said we've gerrymandered these districts to try to make the minority. Um, I mean, represented. It's kind of weird to call a district gerrymandered when it's all in one town in one city. It's I, I just feel like I feel like. Well, if, but you know how, how, how gerrymandering is across political turnout across boundary lines. Yeah, but where, where are they cutting out? What conservative party in New Bedford are they cutting out? No, no, out? no, they didn't. They cut it. No, but they gerrymandered to have a minority-only district. The, the hope is that Chris Hendricks will be defeated by a minority candidate. Minority-majority districts. That right. was the whole we, conversation. We, we are a little bit off topic now. But you, you remember the conversation. I remember the conversation, but so, I, I, I don't necessarily think it's... You don't think that's gerrymandering? Not in the... Not in the bad sense, obviously. Not in the bad sense, right? <laughs> Not bad well, you think that's a you think gerrymandering is a bad word. I just think it's a term. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, yeah. They wanted to get a, it's a term to get a specific political outcome. So I, but got, I don't see how that gerrymandering of the New Bedford Fairhaven 
Mattapoisa District changed the Bristol County Sheriff's race. I think it was the out-of-town money, really. But it was clearly the 500, the, the, the half a million that Soros and, and uh, Bloomberg, Bloomberg yeah. threw into the race and didn't Can we say those names? Oh, I don't think we can say those names. <clears throat> no, I can. Yeah. And, uh, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I do so because it's honest. If you go online right. and you look up Sheriff Hodgson and Bloomberg right. uh, and you Google that, you're going to see it says... This we're targeting Sheriff Hodgson of all the sheriffs in the United States. Right. We're targeting him. We're going down ballot and we're going after him. And that's okay. That's look. That's, they did it because of your stance. Yeah. On gun control, which you don't have anything to do with. I had nothing to do with. It. Right. It's, it's, funny. it's really it, bizarre. It was really right? bizarre. But it was <laughs> it was a way for them to get money to try to do these advertising for people that hadn't voted in the last twelve years because I wasn't elected. Right. And and that's okay. Look, the election is what it is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all bitter or. or, or Look, the people spoke, and the election's done. But the point we should is, have called Harlan Crow, but we didn't. <laughs> quite frankly, but, but but the truth is, and that's my fault. Look, it, the reality is that what, regardless of how outcomes are, I, I, I my father always used to say, always remember God. Who's buried in Israel, by the way? Yeah, yeah, my parents. Right. God always remember God right straight with crooked lines. Yes, and and I believe in that. And you know what? Look, I wish uh, Sheriff Haro all the best, and I hope he'll build on what what my staff had built um, and make it even better because I think that's what he probably wants to do. Um, but this, this thing that happened on the, on, the, on, the, on the ICE videos and when Washington's involved and now the attorney gen, new attorney general, what Mara Healy was doing, it was clearly, it's, it's, it was a political hack job. Yeah, so uh, by, the, by, the, by the way, um, Tim Weisberg on WBSM.com has a story. It's on this. You can see the videos. Okay, so it's already there. Um, it's got a link to the YouTube if you want to see the full the thing. But he, it's a really good story. He's worked very hard on it. You it's worth to, your time. It's really worth your time. You should go to WBSM.com and check it out. It's 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 very important to get a full picture of of uh, of the whole of the whole situation. So definitely yeah, go Tim check that out. Job. Tim yes. does a great job. He wrote, like I said, he worked hard on this today. He wrote a great story, and it's on WBSM.com. It's got a link to the YouTube uh, channel, and it's also got the videos embedded there, so you, everything you need is on that story. Go check it out. And if you'd like to give us a call, you can at 508-996-0500. The sheriff will be here for the remainder of the hour. We're, we're taking your phone calls. Oh, I guess that's a, that sounds like a good way to right. break. Yeah. 1420 WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. Pollution from trucks is a public health crisis. Diesel-burning trucks belch dangerous levels of pollution. And communities living near ports and along freight corridors breathe especially high levels of this dirty air. But this crisis has a solution. My name is Sasan Sadat and I work for Earth Justice. I'm working to clean up our air quality, particularly for communities that bear the burden of diesel pollution. For the sake of our lungs, our health, and our climate, the future of trucking in this country has got to be zero emissions. Until then, I will never rest. Earth Justice is a national legal nonprofit defending the environment and people's health. Earth Justice is fighting to save lives, protect our climate, and strengthen our economy through the shift to zero emissions. If clean air matters to you, visit us at earthjustice.org. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. HIV is not a crime, or it shouldn't be. People living with HIV can do and live fully healthy lives without risk of transmitting the virus to others. But a different fear remains. In 30 states, Americans are being imprisoned due to their HIV status. It's time for the laws to catch up to science. 
Join the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation to modernize outdated HIV criminalization laws. Go to ETAF.org. HIV is not a crime. Campaign funded through the support of Gilead Sciences Incorporated. Veterans and their families are popular targets for financial fraud. Scammers may try to defraud you through misleading commercials, emails, texts, cold calls, or online ads. They may even pose as someone from VA or an organization providing discounts on fees for services. But VA will never charge you for processing a claim. Do not provide your personal information to anyone other than a VA-accredited representative. To find a representative near you, visit va.gov forward slash find dash rep. Take South Coast tonight with you wherever you go. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or get their podcast on the app at WBSM.com. Now back to South Coast tonight. Welcome back. We have uh, Sheriff Tom Hodgson here in the studio with us. We're taking your phone calls at 508-996-0500. And also, we're, we always love to be amused by your app chats, right, Marcus? Sometimes. Sometimes. Marcus's <laughs> app chats or everybody else's? Marcus reads the app chats. I read the app chats. I've been, I've been entrusted with this very important and honorable duty. Yeah, commas matter and all that stuff. You've got to make sure you cover all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to the audience. Some though. people, some people, yeah, some people um, really relish on the app chat. Really relish in the anonymity of the uh, of the internet so. and the fact that they know that it's Marcus reading. It. Yeah. So, um, so uh, by the way, go to wbsm.com, from107.com, uh, and get the uh, story on the um, the release of the tapes. Tim Weisberg again really worked hard, put it put together an excellent story, and you can see the the videos in the story. So go check that out, please. Um, it's really important. Uh, so five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. So um, you know, there's a lot of talk about this. Uh, you know, you seem to feel as though there was this was a. Uh, um, an attempted sabotage of your reelection campaign, or maybe a successful one. Do you think that, ha- absent this story, if you think it came out the way you wanted it to, that the election results would have been different? No, I don't. What 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 perturbs me is that the federal government has stonewalled the people of this county and the people of this nation to see what my staff did, which was a picture perfect operation based on any standard in law enforcement that could have been a training film to hold on for three years. Secretary Mayorkas, not only is he a liar about his his role as a secretary with regards to the border, but this guy jumped in even before and still to this day, the federal investigation doesn't even come out with the report. How can the secretary of Homeland Security in charge of ICE make a determination to shut down our operation after 25 years. Perfect, perfect uh, audits. Never failed an audit. Model for the nation. And shut us down when he's never seen the outcome of the investigative report of his own people, which is still, still not been, been concluded or given to us. And, it's, and there's no question about it. And he can, and, and I challenge him to come on the radio and challenge me. It is nothing but politics at its worst. Do, do you? So the, it's unfortunate that we can't see the full surveillance footage as well. We're only seeing the handheld. So we don't really, I don't think it provides a super, I mean, the Sheriff Perot more or less backed up your, your accounting of it. But I don't think the, the public, it's a, the clearest picture, but it's a fairly clear picture of what happened. Um, there were incidents in the, the the Attorney General's report from what I can remember of uh, you know, pepper balls being um, shot at people's extremities. People like in the in in the um, 
uh, being getting muzzle hits while they're on the ground from from the dogs. But what you're saying is that stuff basically was made from whole cloth. No, what I'm saying is, for, let me just say this right up front again, because I said it right in my first press conference after the Attorney General's report came out. I had no, I knew she knew very little about corrections. I had no idea she knew so little about the law. That woman is nothing but a political hack. She has been. She was on the other side of the Mexican border when I was at the processing stations in, in McAllen, Texas. Inside the processing station, she's over there saying to the people in Mexico, I can't believe that the United States won't let you and your families come in here illegally. That woman has been anti, she's been pro-illegal from day one. And what she did was a travesty. I told them at my press conference when they asked me right after her report came out, they said, what do you think about the, the, the attorney general's now governor recommendations? I said, that report is halfway down the sewer pipe. That's how much value I put in the attorney general's report, which was nothing but a political hack job. She had no understanding. She never interviewed me. Right. And I'm the guy from day one who was there from the beginning. I was there three, week, three weeks before that incident happened when I got a standing ovation from those detainees. She never, you know she why she tried to? Wait. No, she did not. That's a lie. And let me tell you something. It's not the first time she's lied. But, but I'm going to tell you this. That, so what you're saying is she's making up this, the, the I'm telling report. you that the attorney general's a liar, is what I'm telling the you. Governor, she's the now governor. the governor. She's a liar. Okay, she didn't try to interview me at all. And I, and I, I confronted her about it. And she said, well, you could, have, you could have written whatever you wanted. Well, no. If you knew anything about investigations, you, like you, you do what the feds did. They sat in with me and interviewed me at length from step to step to step because they knew I knew what happened. The problem she did, had was... She also knew what I knew, and I had the knowledge. She didn't want to know it because it would have screwed up her whole report to try to create this political hack, hack situation she created. Are you saying she had a narrative in her mind and she fit the facts into it? There's no question about it. Okay. Look, and, and look, I'm not somebody who's just going to accuse somebody of something for the sake of doing it without having the facts. Mm -hmm. I know what happened. I've got the background. I did investigations. I ran a criminal division. I understand what goes into an investigation. And for her to do what she did, look, about a year or two earlier, she wrote a letter to the governor saying, I want the Bristol County Sheriff's Office to have a full audit of their operations. They're mistreating inmates. I'm getting reports that they're not feeding them properly. The food's inadequate. It's a filthy facility. All coming from guess who? Coalition, social Coalition for Social Justice. Right. She said, I got all these things. So, so not, not, she didn't send, she never ever sent me anything saying, I got complaint here, complaint there. What she did was she sent a letter to the governor and sent it to the newspaper. Not to me. Right. I wrote her a letter back and said, how dare you? You sent a letter to the governor, sent a letter to the newspapers saying you got complaints and never once, you represent me as an attorney general. You never once called me and said, I got a complaint about, is this true? Right. No, because she was all part of the woke group. She's, her office is in the same building that social justice is in, in New Bedford. Are right. you kidding me? So, so this is what this is all about. And the average person didn't get to see it. But you know what? I'm glad now that I can sit here and tell you and tell the people that this is not about my agenda. Right. This is about their agenda. This is about the people's agenda where we have people in government who are hijacking things and misrepresenting things to make people believe certain things which are dead wrong. When you're in public office, tell the truth. If you screwed up, then say, listen, I didn't do this well. I got to do this better. I got to do that better. But that's not what's happened here. 
And, 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 and that's why I'm so incensed about this whole thing over the ice operation. The Mara Healy's agenda, but from day one, that lady has been targeting me from the very beginning because she's a woke left-wing person who doesn't like the fact that somebody like me, who's not even from here, I'm from Maryland, right. can stand up and say, no, I'm going to represent the people and I'm going to tell them the truth. And that cut against their grain because they had a different political agenda. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <clears throat> Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. And I'm Chris McCarthy. We're here with former Sheriff Tom Hodge. And again, check out that story on WBSM.com about the release of the tapes of the May 1st, 2020 incident. So that uh, just one more just one more time, because I think Sheriff Farrow puts some uh, emphasis, uh, emphasis on it. You didn't see anything wrong with the with the guy's face being held up against the fence and the and the dog being right there. Absolutely not. That there was nothing. Look, first of all, the dog's not coming into the fence. It was on the other side. <laughs> Does the dog okay. have a key to the fence? Right, right. And 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 it was a chain link and, fence. And those, it wasn't like yeah, yeah. it was a chain link fence. Right. So so the re, the guy was pushed up against the fence for a reason. Every one of them wasn't because most of them were kneeling down. So when somebody's getting pushed up against, mm-hmm. and I was standing right there, I watched the whole operation from beginning to end. And and unless you have an understanding about how that works. And with all due respect to the current sheriff, he's not, he doesn't have that training, that background. To analyze a film like that and say, well, I think that that's wrong, um, that would be like me looking at a film of some surgery going on and going, you know what? I think the guy should have cut a little bit further down. Um, and, and I'm not being disrespectful to the current sheriff. I think it he sounds would, like it because he is the sheriff now. And well, so he, he's going to have to make those judgments. And you know what? And I did too. And, and I was open to criticism as well. And I wasn't, I wasn't, look, people had different points of view and people, and and that's okay. I I don't mind. I didn't mind the criticism because it helps us be better at what we do. I'm not. How much of the fact that, um, he, his, he's just new to this. Do you yeah, think is, is coming in is coming into play here? Yeah, I think, I think it is. I I, I don't think his intentions. Right. I agree with you. I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he has has bad intentions. No, I agree with you. I think he, he means well. I just, I, I just think it did. It was a disservice, and and there's a there is a lawsuit going on, of mm-hmm. course, with the, these detainees, yeah, which he, I can't wait till till that comes up because I, I, I couldn't get him back on. The general counsel got a hold of him after, yeah, uh, and that's, after the segment. Well, that's probably a good idea because what what happens yeah. is with the with the with the suit pending. And look, I'm not worried. Hey, about Tom, that. before we let you go, what are oh, you pl- let me what, go? What oh, are your shoot. plans? Do you have any plans? What are your plans other than to enjoy the summer? But, uh, you know, just be able to talk to you guys. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and whatever whatever comes my way. I'm, look, I, I want to be a voice okay. in whatever way I can help people okay. uh, going forward. You're going to run know. for elected office again? Well, you never say never to that, but I'm, I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not, that's not something that's right on the, the forefront of my, my itinerary here. I, I, you know, look, I'm, I'm Are you time. draftable? Draftable. Draftable.